the important thing, it's not the important thing. Mo's not here to defend his Liverpool because Liverpool did lose today. I did predict this on a stream. Someone asked mm -hmm. me for a score. I said, are you streaming? Oh, I haven't streamed yet. No, I jump onto some of uh, streams um, online. So they've been fun to kind of interact with some people watching. There's a Jamaican stream where they follow most of the Jamaican players. And because Mikel Antonio is playing for Jamaica, they had a stream versus Liverpool. So I was like, okay, I think they can take it. My score will be West Ham 3, Liverpool 2. And right before I hit record, I went back to the video and said, did I not say 3-2? Did I not? I did. It's quite <laughs> fun being me. <laughs> Man, we could talk about that. We could talk about the happenings of the weekend. Actually, let's do that quickly, and then we'll jump into our good friends in Spain. Premier League this week. Any fixtures, any results stand out to you? Uh, obviously, as I said, the Liverpool one's kind of, mm -hmm. kind of interesting. Um, Nothing. I thought it was all part of the course. United losing, yeah. Yep. Everyone knew that was going to happen. We um, did. Uh, Chelsea, oh no, Chelsea Burnley. I thought Chelsea were going to go through Burnley, but for some reason, yeah. the draw was kind of shocking. Um, I'd, I'd said that was a more freakish result. Uh, Liverpool aren't going to go the whole season without like losing a game. West Ham are a good team. They're not losing yeah. to like, chumps, you know. So for me, yeah. um, the only one that I thought was kind of shocking was Chelsea Burn, genuinely. Um, and I think that's fair. Yeah, I don't. I was talking with my brother actually this mm. morning, and we were talking about like how we think the table is going to go, and we were talking a little bit about Man U. And again, we could we can wax poetic on this, just listening to hear you complain, which is very rightfully so. But we're like, where do you think Man U ends up? I'm like. I think based off of their form right now, mm. I think Man U is like seventh because he's a big he's a big Leicester fan, right? Because of their yeah. experience, both and winning leagues, winning titles, winning trophies. They've won because one. he's uh, let's not go with. I you. know they've won. One. <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's my brother's point that's, was okay. Yeah. I, it was hyperbolic. They, I know. First of all. The person who they won from didn't. What, when, which year did they win? Like 2014 or something? Like yeah. it's been a while since they won. It's not like they won recently, and that squad got ripped apart. Mares left, did. right? Yep. Was a big contributor to that. Maguire left, big contributor. Like it's not like they have the same squad. I, I do agree they have. The, Leicester look good. I think yeah. they finished fifth. I do. Um, what's his okay. name? Brendan Rodgers has a pennant of failing to meet his objective. Yes. Um, at Liverpool, he was supposed to win the league. He didn't. At Leicester, he was supposed to finish fourth last season. Last season, genuinely speaking, they were supposed to be a top four team. And they yeah. screwed it up. They were agreed, in agreed. position to... Same position as we are now, you know. You need to remember... We're still at the beginning days. This is still. Oh, the and that's what I was saying. Yeah, and yeah, I was well, having that I, same I, thing with him as personally, well. Personally, I agree. I, if Manu finished top four with the same coach, I would be significantly impressed by, um, by the, because the turn of events needs to be really interesting. Like what happened? Yeah. 
in that period of time for him to because what are we now we are at Ele- let me look at the table right now yeah let me check the table so my 11 six, matches yeah but 11 matches six and only six points from being fourth that's not far from fourth yeah actually like five if, points. if they get six yeah. points at 23 yeah yeah then they're fourth yeah that's yeah. what i mean like they need 20 yeah. they need 23 to go up but Six point like six points adrift isn't that that poor. It's not no. No. And They're not poor, not, but yeah. Just just so you just so you clarified, they've played Liverpool City. They play Liverpool City, Tottenham, which I know is a useless team. West Ham already. Aston Villa. So the yeah. only tricky team that's left is Chelsea. They, they lost to Leicester, who are still who are twelve, by the way. Mm-hmm. What this is my thing. I think this season the team that's going to win the the Premier League. I still think is Chelsea because okay. Chelsea are just quietly efficient. You know, they're not yeah. making a fuss. They're just quietly doing their thing, which is, by the way, the season Chelsea wins all the time. Chelsea never yeah. wins a season when everyone's expecting them to win. Never. They always win when everyone's like, oh, so what's going on with Chelsea? You don't win. You look at them, they're like, oh, they won a 1 0 game. Boring. You know, that's how, they, that's how they win the league. So yeah. uh, the fact that it's so quiet is, is quite um, interesting to me because I do think they will win. Um, mm. West I'm definitely, um, yeah. I think West, I Ham, think West Ham can finish top, top four. four. Yeah, I think so too. They've got the, the wait. Are they in Europe this year? Yeah, they're in Europe. Mainly, no, yeah. then they don't. If they that's don't, that's going to be a thing. Yeah, that's going to be a thing. If you're in Europe, um, the the second half of the season is usually a lot tougher because yeah. every other team is now catching up to um, to fitness. Mm-hmm. So um, I'd be very shocked if they actually do. Teams that usually I, finish top four, in my opinion, like the season Leicester won it, is yeah. a combination of two things. Other teams are looking at the, you know, you're in the semifinals, you're in the quarterfinals, you're you're trying to figure your your whole um, life out in regards to, yeah, um, you know. Premier Leagues and uh, not Premier yeah, League, Champions League, FA and, Cups and the Carabao Cups and all that fun yeah. stuff. Yeah, when you when, so, when you yeah. have so many distractions, that's when people fail. So, mm-hmm. um, which is why I think at the beginning of the season I was like a team like Aston Villa. If they start off well, they I could see them sneaking in to like I top Villa five, and, six. I remember we discussed this. I said Villa. We did. Went, I I knew it. I was like, there's no way. You can't lose Grealish, who's one of your better players, who your whole attack was based off of. By the way, that's a that's a that's a part that um, I think you had completely um, forgotten. Is that a majority of the attack last season was based yeah. off of him? So even though you replace him with uh, with good players, you still have this um, idea, this concept that like. You expect, um, you expect more from the players. Yeah. So when I see how it, when I see, in my opinion, top four, 
I could legitimately see top four in that those four teams as a top four, but I still reserve judgment as uh, squad management. People are still playing the same team week in week out. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see over time, man. I think that this we is a time. But and I wouldn't yeah. be shocked if West Ham go top four. That wouldn't, I wouldn't shock be shocked me, no. either. But it's just because they had a good run of games, you know. They let's just see have how to now they, stay afloat up here. Yeah, let's see how, the, how, how everything is. But I wouldn't be shocked if Manu don't finish top. I've been saying this for the longest time. No, you haven't. Manu have been lucky. Last season, Manu have started this season the exact same way they started last season. Anyone who's ignorant or didn't follow football would be shocked that, they, that they're playing the way they're playing. But yeah. in my opinion, they've actually been playing on the same level as they did last season. The only difference was last season, they had, um, um, what's it called? COVID came along, yes. screwed everything up, right? Mm-hmm. That's the only reason. COVID stopped everything. It did. And yeah. last season, I mean, they finished second in the table, but I mean, it was second in the table, as my brother would say. Yeah, and everyone else wasn't good, as good as they normally were. So Chelsea decided to prioritize the Champions League. Liverpool yep. was injured. Yeah, and City, the entirety of the defense was injured, yeah. Yeah, and Man City just said, yeah, sure, we'll just, uh, we'll just run with this. And then Leicester Man City got, got a run of form that everyone yes, else matched, and then they won the league. So for yeah, me, they, last season was an anomaly, but for Manu, Manu was shockingly enough that break. This is what I think happened, and this is what I think is going to go until we get rid of the manager. Um, the issue with Manu is you have a lot of people. Um, what's it called? How do I say this? Um, so the Same. first thing is, one, when the, when the break happened, Manu got lucky because a lot of people who've been playing a crap load of games, they were able to like slow down. They were able to rest, get that break in, and then boom. He's, you know, Manu got back on track. Because you need to remember, people like Rashford had played, were playing like 150 games nonstop. Yeah, I remember him saying if he knew that he was going to be playing on the bench in the in the England team, he said he would have just stayed home and rested. You know that tells you the state of mind most of these players were in. They're like, dude, yeah. we're so tired, but I don't want to also be the guy who misses out. Mm-hmm. So, all in all, I think um, personally speaking, I think my new. Manu are in the position they're in because they've clearly ignored their team for a very long time. And mm-hmm. um, I think it's time that they get, you know, they get what they, what they deserve. I think it's time people evaluate them the way they should be evaluated, which is their mediocre team at best. Well, the season is long, but they're starting to shape up. I would agree with you there. I'm waiting for them to live up to the hype, but I don't think they will because I don't think so. As we've said, no. as we've said many coach, times, my thing is with this how coach. this team is set up. Yeah, my issue is just with the coach. If the if okay, 
if the coach changes, then that's a different situation. But I think, but as I think currently constructed, as currently you don't see them going. Okay. No tactics, no proper, clear, astute evaluation of how the squad is. The squad is so imbalanced. Lack of mm-hmm. half of the team presses, the other half doesn't. It's not a coherent. Yeah. That's the issue. If it was a proper, well-drilled unit, that's a completely different conversation. But this team is just too, too bad. It's an average team, man. Like honestly, I'm, I am shocked. It's taken people this long, to, to assess that Manu is that poor. Because for me, I knew it off the rip. I, I looked at this team, the makeup, the style of play, everything. I'm like, yeah, this thing's average at best. At mm-hmm. best, this team is average. Because it's, you know, yeah, when you, look, you look at individual players, you see Ronaldo, you see Pogba, you see Varane, yeah. you see um, Rashford, you see, you see individual players who have Bruno Fernandes, you see individual players who are actually very, in my opinion, Bruno is top, top two, top three attacking midfielders in the game. Anyone can argue with me, yes. the numbers don't lie. You know, women lie, men lie. Yes. Numbers don't. <laughs> Facts. Yep. Uh, what's his <laughs> name? Um, Ronaldo. What? There's no, there's no conversation. Top two greatest of all time. Even in this generation of football players, he has what, like nine goals, ten goals? It's insane. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, who's the last guy? Um, Varane, beast of a player. You see these guys, you think, oh, yep. this should be a very good units. No, don't play for each other. They don't play. They don't play for a specific goal in mind. You know, they only play for themselves. You comp- you contrast that with like Chelsea. You contrast that with Liverpool, City. You know, uh, it's a completely different ball game down there. But we can agreed, move on. Agreed. Agreed. Oh, definitely yes. And I mean, I'd be remiss not to congratulate. Um, Newcomers to the Premier League, Norwich, on actually winning a match. That's all I'm going to say about you. Yeah, you know, but it's like like, they are probably not going to survive. They are probably not going to survive. Oh, we can confidently say that. I know. I genuinely think they should reevaluate how championship teams move up because I think teams that actually try to, um, try to invest in their teams, those teams should be looked at differently. Teams like Norwich, they, they come up for one specific reason. They like their paycheck, and then they just go back down. That's why they don't invest. They're like, well, why, why, why make this crazy risk when we can just invest, we can take this money, and yeah. then reinvest once we get back to the championship? You know? That's what they do. Mm-hmm. So Norwich are going down. It's crazy. I, I, I actually thought Newcastle would be going down, but clearly it looks like they are. Yeah, like I thought they'd have a chance to really pull it up, but I mean, still early in the season, but I Who's mean... That coach? Who did Newcastle get as a coach? Eddie Howe? I think Is it was Eddie what... Howe, yeah. Let me check that. Because if they get Eddie Howe... Yeah, I still... it's Eddie Howe. Yeah. I still don't think he's good enough... Uh... Like, 
as when you're going through relegation scraps, you need those guys who just know how to like Eddie House seems like Get a, a good coach or um yeah. Eddie House seems like a good coach to assess um you know like he's technically and tactically good, but I think tactical yeah. managers are, are good over time. So I don't know how well he's going to do in this short period of time mm-hmm. to galvanize that team to win what 30 odd points it's still you're still early days you can still get it yeah, done yeah early yeah yeah you can still get it done but will he but do they it they have to will i don't he... know like the, their thing is they have to win that's the thing like they were the only team oh, right a... now that hasn't won it was them and norwich and yeah. with norwich's win they are now tied with newcastle with 5 points so it's like if Newcastle can string like a couple wins and get oh, like like four, they really do, because I mean the top of the table right now: Watford slowly whistling back down, Villa, uh, they are not on form right now. I've lost five straight. Leeds and Brentford. I think Leeds will get up there. I I generally like Leeds. I think Leeds should. Brentford is an interesting one, but I mean they they have one win in their last five, right? They're on a string of four straight losses too. So again, it takes time. But if Newcastle, everyone's talking the hype of them, but then like you said, they just need to get a few wins together just so they can get clear of here. I think probably it's gonna be Watford just looking at it from here. I know Villa is sitting where they are. I have to believe Villa has another gear on top of what Watford is. So I'm putting my faith in the hype of Villa versus the results of Villa. And I'm hoping they don't steer me wrong. But that is that is a bottom way to shout out there. But really, I think the biggest news of the week football is our, our lovely friends in Spain. Uh, Barcelona have dipped their hand into the past. And are bringing back our good friend Xavi to be their manager. And I know we were talking beforehand, but I saw I saw Xavi as a manager for Barcelona. I didn't see him as a manager now. I saw him as a manager maybe in like two or three more seasons for him mm-hmm. to actually get like another post somewhere else in Europe. I mean. What he's doing in, in Qatar is fine, but like I, I would have loved to see him at least get a few good seasons in another European league or maybe like a lower league in Spain just to kind of show that he can do before he jumped right back there. Because to me, it kind of feels like, and again, as most managers are, it's pick a name of someone who used to play, who's managing, and they will be the ones to usher us through. I don't know. What, what's your reaction on Xavi going back to Barcelona as the manager? Uh, same thing with Olegana. You're you're getting someone with no clear results, no clear managerial pedigree to to coach a team. Let's be honest, which is um, um, you know one of the best, so supposed to be one of the best teams in Europe. Yeah. Um, I think it's a bad uh, appointment, but I thought Frank, I thought the ball. Uh, what's the name? Uh, Coman, I don't know why I have an okay. issue. Yeah. 
but uh, Ronald Koeman was a bad uh, was a bad egg in my opinion. I think they should have done a lot more. Um, yeah. But all in all, man, like who cares? They're an awful team. Um, it doesn't matter which coach comes in, though. Like that's the thing. That team, the expectations the crowd has versus what the realistic view of their team is. Their team's garbage. It's bang average. Their team in the Premier yeah. League finishes fourth. Uh, sorry, finishes yeah. uh, top... I don't even think they finish top four. I think they actually finish yeah. outside the four. I think all of the I top... Agree. Think about it this way. Chelsea have a better squad. City have a better squad. Liverpool have a better squad. Man U has a better squad. Um... Does West have a better squad? I would, I would give West Ham right now. Yeah. No, I wouldn't say West Ham. I think what West Ham has is they're better. What they have is a better uh, ethos. But I don't think they're okay. the better squad, if that makes sense. They're fighting for one goal, and that's, that's why they look so much better than they are. Which is a credit to, um, what's his name? To David Moyes. Because yes. that's how good he is. I like because that's what he did at Everton. The reason why, as much as I hated him going to Man U, I liked I liked Moyes because he clearly understood how to get the best out of players in general. He just knew how to get squeeze literally ninety percent out of them. But his his thing is he always squeezes the best out of the best out of the rest. He doesn't get the best out of the top, top players in the world. He always gets the best out of, you know, second run kind of thing, second string players. But hey, he, still, he always got, you know, he always did his job. So you can't really knock a man for, for doing what he's supposed no, to. No, you can't. But then you can also acknowledge that his ceiling with players is what it is, right? Yeah, his if ceiling. You, if is, you can, yeah. No, like if you can if you can elevate a player at a specific level only up to another level, but then you can't take someone at that level higher. I think mm-hmm. it's up to management to really understand what they have as a manager and understand what they have and what they're constructing as a team, right? Yeah, In I think sense. I think what's his name? I think uh, Moyes is the best coach for um, lower rung teams. I genuinely yeah. think for a team like Newcastle. Moyes would be perfect because Moyes, Moyes will guarantee a top seven finish. Guarantee. Yeah. Then he stables the ship. Then you bring in someone else who yeah. now goes you from seventh to top three. Then you get the guy who actually give, gets you the, the, the win, gets you the league title. Yeah. But Moyes is that guy who steadies the ship 100%. No. Yeah, and I agree with that there. So, I mean, Barca being where they're at and what they're doing, I mean, I don't think league title is anywhere available. Oh, no, no. I, I think you're very... I don't think you get it. Their, their, their um, fan base genuinely believes, genuinely believes that oh, title... Oh, I know. It's the same... When, when, I, when I go online and I look at... Uh, my new fans. There's a lot of my new fans out there that gen- honestly believe 
their team is good enough or their team is good enough to win. And I sit there going, I would like to know how much crack goes for in your area. Because, yeah. because <laughs> they, they clearly, are not. It clearly costs way too low and the government needs to do something about it. It needs to provide some sort of rehabilitation to help these poor, poor people who are taking some sort of drug, you know? Because you cannot tell me Man U is a good team. In the same way, Barcelona players, are, you, you know, the issue, this is the problem. And I get it. I, sympath, I empathize or sympathize with Barcelona players or Barcelona fans, I should say, because we had it the same. We got Alex Ferguson for a longer period of time, even longer than they did, right? They got Pep, we had yeah. Sir Alex. And I knew when Sir Alex goes, we are going to struggle. My mm-hmm. assumption was, though, I actually wanted him to leave. So I was one of those weird people who wanted him to leave because I thought if we can get the next crop of coaches, the Jürgen Klopp, yeah. the those guys who can then hold yeah. us on for the next five, six years, and we played them more. We were still playing old school football, old school 4-4-2 kind of deal. I wanted a guy who yeah. changes us to a five-man midfield. And even now, we still play a variation yeah. of 4-4-2. We still play strikers on, on the wing, Greenwood and, um, and yeah. Rashford and so on. So when I looked at that team, I knew it. I'm like, you guys are going through the same thing we're going through. Rashford, you, Lingard. Yeah. yeah. You, you guys, now Barcelona, I look at them, I'm like, you guys are just like us. No one has told you, though. Not, you know, you're yet to understand how low yeah. you're. Because unlike us, by the time Sir Alex was going, we knew our team was garbage. You know, we still had Rooney, but he was dwindling, right, very quickly. We yep. still had um, Van Persie. His age was catching up. They, on the other hand, they just ripped the band-aid. They said, you don't have Messi, but we still expect you to win. What? You've lost, no, your, you've lost 90% of your firepower and you expect to yeah. win? That is a tough pill for some of them to swallow. But naively, they think, I mean, they're not, we, we know they're not winning the league and they're not winning the Champions League. We know that clearly. Listen, this team is... It's stealing. What is it's it? It's three years away from being another decent team. Because when you look at the Barcelona squad right now, let's be clear. You need to remember, players like Memphis, Depay, Manu has has rights to get those. Before he was sold to Barcelona, Manu had the rights to jump in on the deal. And that's supposed to be offered the deal first. And then they decline. And then Barcelona comes in. So that means Manu, who clearly need wingers, were like, nah, we're good. They yeah. literally just passed it. Yeah, yeah, we're good. So Ansu Fati, good player, very young. Yes. Memphis Depay, good player, not on the on the not not good enough in my opinion. I agree. Sergio He's a good Burrow, stop. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Felipe Coutinho. I think for the style that's currently in. He's outdated. Usman Dembele, 
completely error prone, uh, sorry, injury prone, I wouldn't have him on my team. Um, Luke De Jong couldn't even cut it in in, in, in fucking Newcastle. Um, Martin Brightwright, there's no point in discussing him. PK, too old at this point. He's yeah. past his prime. Let's be honest, let's move on. Frankie De Jong, genuinely, in my opinion, world class, shouldn't be in that team. Um, yes. Umtiti, garbage. Chestegan, fairly good. Robert Sergio Roboto, garbage. Jordi Alba, great player. I think he's almost at the end of his, you know, his powers are waning. Yeah. Sergio Bus gets tool. You need, remember, so you've lost Messi. Yes. You're going to need to replace someone who replaces PK. You're going to replace um, Sergio Busquets. Bro, yep. you've just torn the, the entire spine of this team. You need, and by the way, it's not just replacing them. It's replacing them with winners. Exactly. It's not just replacing with randoms. They need to be top, top, top tier players. And I don't think they can get those guys. Because at this point, winners have a significant markup. You're getting them from the Premier League, 100 plus million. You're getting them from Germany, at least 60 to 70 million. Yes. Like, you have no chance left. Okay. If I'm Barcelona, you know who I get? I get Pogba. I don't disagree with that because that I, seems I like the perfect I go I think it's a perfect January move yeah yeah you're a shit team get Pogba you can get him for 30 million instead of waiting for for him to go on a free and expecting him to choose between you Juventus Real Madrid there are too many PSG too many yeah. big teams that are looking for someone like him buy him out for 30 million put a maybe 45 million it still costs a lot cheaper than it would be if you're buying him when he has a three-year contract. Yes. 45 mil. See what okay. Manu says. I don't hate this idea. Okay, so yeah. now I'm going to make you make two more moves in theory here. Okay? Mm. So you have January transfer. Where This is going through. You're getting Pogba into Barcelona. What other two moves are you making to salvage the season. And by salvage, I mean qualifying for a league next year, whether that's Europa or Champions. Oh, no, they can't, they can't be Europa. They have to go okay. Champions. The, I would well, okay. say you get Pogba. Okay. You get... Um, I don't think any of these you actually get in... In January. I don't think any of these are feasible in January. Oh, I know, I know, but I hypothetically. Think they're, more, they're more likely to come into the summer. You can agree with them to come into in the summer. But yeah. I would say get Pogba. I think they need a better defensive midfielder. Okay. I would say what's a Serbian guy? Milinkovic Savic. Okay. Very good player. I think that guy would work. And just like that, you've got like a pretty big, because um, I think he's like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, you've got a pretty big squad, like central midfield. Yeah. And they can also play football because they'll be yep. 
think about it, it'll be Mil- Milinkovic, Savage, Frankie de Jong, and Pogba. And that that's a nice midfield. You've got mid your midfield is sorted. Yes. And this is Spain. This is in England where everyone's starting to like jump at you. In Spain, yeah. people will let you play football. Pogba's going to dominate. Man. Yeah. With a good coach. Oh yeah. Not Javi though. Um, <laughs> so you I would take say those two. I would say uh, they need to get goals. And as much as Sergio Aguero is amazing and he can fill that role. Sergio Aguero is way too old. Okay. And injury prone, right? Like, that's a problem with him. He's quite injured. Yeah. So you need someone who can get those, uh, those goals in. Okay. And I know the perfect person to replace him. Okay. Altaro Martinez. You get Martinez in. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's, it's Barcelona. Martinez is what? Argentinian? Where's Lautaro Martinez from? I'm pretty I'm sure. Very Lautaro. Yeah, he's Argentinian. So you've got that Sergio Guerra telling him, come over. He knows Messi played in that team. It's a big deal. Bring him over. Yeah. So you get Lautaro Martinez. That guy is, in my opinion, he is the next big deal. You know, when people are saying Haaland and all these other guys, I'm like, if you don't yeah. watch football, and you don't watch Lautaro yeah. Martinez, you don't get it. This kid is bad news. Yeah. He is genuinely bad news. He can play as a second striker or as the striker. And that's, that, yes. you know, he reminds me of, like, Tevez. Yes. But with good, actually good skill, Tevez had just the dog in him. Lautaro, for my opinion, he has a bit, bit of dog in him, but it's also mm-hmm. the skill, the ridiculous level of, you know, understanding where the ball is, understanding how to position himself, which Tevez had as well. But I think Lautaro is a very, very good, like, player you can bring in. And he he genuinely will improve this team. Genuinely. And then I think they need a defender, but I don't think there's any good defender. Not to... Yeah. Are gone. Agreed, agreed. A defender would be like the shot. Now, not to pour um, water on this lovely idea, according to transfer market, his value is about $88 million, Yeah, but right? that's the same value as, as Pogba's, as um, who else? Uh, who else was on our list? Um, Malinkovic, Savage, I think. Um, like, yeah, Malinkovic, yeah. It's like $60 million, if I'm not wrong. Okay. Like this, so like hoping to get Pogba at like forty-five to fifty. I think I think Pogba. You can say end of season Pogba coming. I genuinely think you could say that with Pogba. You could say end of season you come in. Milinkovic Savic. I think you would say the same thing. I don't think they would sell him in January. Um, Yeah, I think you get Lautaro as well with Lautaro Martinez. You get him at the end of the year. Um. The most Pogba, you can get him on a free, right? So yeah. that's just a cost of, um, you know, agent fees and his actual salary, which I'm guessing is going to demand a lot of money, like 400K probably. Yes. And then you have um, Milinkovic Savic, I think, would come in at about 250. I don't think he'd come higher than that. Uh, Lautaro Martinez, I think one, 160, 
would be good. A year, a week, yeah. sorry. 60,000. Yeah. So, um, I, I think you sort that midfield out. You strengthen the strike force. Barcelona have never had like an elite level defense outside of when they had Puyol and PK. Yes. But once Puyol left, I think they've gone in and out of decent defenses. But if you have a strong midfield that can retain the ball, which I think those three players, De Jong, Pogba, and Milinkovic Savic, come on. It'd be impossible to get the ball off with those guys, you know? So. No, agreed, agreed. Yes. That would be that would be a nice three move. And I, ideally three moves to fix that team. I think that mm. would be interesting to see kind of how it broke down. No, I like that. No, I do. Yeah. And maybe I think it's just it's a, a new defense, but defense is hard, man. But I think with defense you can get pieces. That I think is depending yeah. on how how your coach wants to line up. Does he want a three in the back? Does he want a four in the yeah. back? That is true. That is true. I do like the three in the back a lot better with active wing backs that can cover up that space a lot better. I like that. <laughs> now I'm just looking at cheap forwards because for my personal biases. Actually, this is totally unrelated now. I am curious. Um, I don't see a team like Lille holding on to a lot of their top players this year because I don't think they can really hold it. So a player like Jonathan David right now, whose value is just under 40 mil market value, right? However you rate him, that's fine. Where do you think a player like that? like uh, Canadian? Yes. Yeah. He's very good. Yes. Where do you think his next move should be? Jonathan David? Yeah, Jonathan David. I don't think... Davies just signed uh, an extension with Bayern, so he's technically supposed to be there for another five years or four years. So he's not moving. But Mm -hmm. Lille is... I mean, they've sold some of their best players, and this season hasn't gone off as they'd wanted it to, so they may just look to move some players to recoup and go. And David's yeah. been informed this year. What do you think a good landing spot for him would be? I would say the best team for him. Or which team would need him? What's the question? Is it his his uh, move? or Let's go I with the best fit. Yeah. Best fit for me is he leaves Leo and goes straight into Dortmund's team. I think it would be fantastic at Dortmund. Yeah. Because I think that's that, genuinely yeah. the next step. The next step would be would be Dortmund. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that is an interest. Yeah, because then you have Holland, whatever he chooses to do, whatever he chooses to do it. Once, but at once least you still have to leave, like you're yeah. still good. And plus, it wouldn't hurt. I mean, Dortmund's year this year has been the year of the injury book. Basically, like I know they're supposed to be getting Reyna and Holland back in January, maybe, but that team has been decimated so far, but still second in the Bundesliga. But that is a team I've actually not thought about for him to fit. So, thank you for. I genuinely think if you're a young player, in my you go to Dortmund, you go Dortmund. If you're a young player of any level, you go to Dortmund. 
you go straight to Dortmund if you get like one of those high bids. Um, yeah. If not Dortmund, because um, that's the thing is any other big team that he would go to would be a problem because he's not yes. that high level of he doesn't have that crazy name that would come in. So if yeah. he goes to Bayern, nah, that's a problem. Liverpool, that's a problem. Man U, that's a problem. Chelsea, yeah. that's a problem. Arsenal, maybe Arsenal, but then that's an, another issue on its own. Um, yes. What else? Um, which would be another good team for him? Huh. Outside, um, in the Premier League? Um, let's see. I mean, Crystal Palace would be interesting because I don't know how much longer Van Tegek I, I, that would I be wouldn't. Why would he go from a team that wins? And, but, yeah. and that's the point, right? That, yeah, that's why the would main you go point from there. a winning team to a garbage team? Agreed. If you look at La Liga, I mean, everyone is assuming that he... I think Jonathan David, if he doesn't move this year, will end up mm. being like the third place, the third or the consolation prize and the people who can get either Mbappe or Holland. No, I think I think, and that's I think a good thing. Yeah, because uh, in general he needs he needs that option to go. Once Holland and Mbappe start moving, that's when you you'll start seeing moves in the market. Because the beauty yeah. of all those guys is the amount of money that's going to be in the in the market is going to be insane. Oh yeah, because regardless, those two are going to command what like. Bare minimum, a hundred, a hundred k. Bare minimum. Yeah. Uh, sorry, five hundred million. Bare minimum for one of the mm-hmm. two. Of them. So no way. Yeah, and then I mean, he definitely would have the pace for a lot of these leagues. I'm looking at Serie A teams right now and thinking, who? Eh, he could go to. He could go to. He Milan. would be fun with like a team like Atalanta. Uh, like yes, yeah, Milan. That's, are, a That's a good team. No, I like I like yes. that Atlanta call. Oh, yep, but you see again, that's still going down. That's a, that's a good team, but that's the same. In my opinion, that's the same level as Lee. I yeah. don't think that's any any different. It's it's interesting because I because I'm also picking teams based off of like style of play as well versus just like overall name and I think that would be an interesting one for them. But that's why I think oh, he good. would fit Dortmund. Because I think Dortmund yeah. in a style that he he is well aware of, he's very comfortable in. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a very interesting I think this is now my new favorite thing. I think I'm going to champion this now. <laughs> You'll see me on Twitter say, you know what, Jonathan David, go to Dortmund. They're injured. Well, assuming yeah. they, assuming Haaland actually does, uh, yeah, leave, yeah, because it's it's all well and good that everyone wants him because he's such a good player. But will he leave? Yeah. Will Dortmund yeah, accept a lower amount? I don't think so. If I'm Dortmund, I don't think they will. Think, yeah. yeah. If you're Dortmund, I mean, they still oh, less. Yeah, you wouldn't. No. And plus, I mean, they still have the. The PTSD of letting Lewandowski go to Bayern, and that's not going to happen. He will never. Oh no! That, that, I guarantee you, Dortmund have already accepted where they are now. They're bottom feeder. 
they know where they are. They take scraps from the, the ground, they make them into something nice and yummy. And then yeah. whichever the teams that has money buys, they just sell they it. They are, out. yeah. They are a good transfer club. They sold a young player. They yeah. still sold, um, what's his name? They sold a ton of people, man, to yeah. buy. They sold, um, what's, his, what's a defender called? Hummels. They sold Hummels yes. by, to, uh, to buy him. They know where they are. They certainly do indeed. Ah, oh, man. This, I like this topic. This could be very fun to watch. But yeah, I think that would be interesting for where he ends up overall. But that, yeah, I am curious for that. But yes, overall, that's a good shout. I like that. And then eventually flip him for that and pray that Man U doesn't buy him. No, the Man U won't buy him because he's not English. No, so. it's too low. It's too low on the zeitgeist for them to even... Oh, I know. I'm saying like after after he has... A, if he goes to Dortmund and has a few good seasons at Dortmund, he's not going to get bought by Man U. They don't care. No. He's not English. Yeah, not very stupid that way. That is... I had I had the rumor that the, they've agreed terms with, um, with the lesser guy. What's his name? Uh, Brendan Rodgers. Jamie Vardy. Vardy no, or Rodgers. Rodgers, and I'm like, yeah. oh my god, that's going to be our next coach. That guy, the guy who failed at Liverpool, is going to be our next coach. That's who you guys. <laughs> No, but that that's a little be interesting how that all I again we've said this earlier going back to Man U. I think Man U needs to get proper they need to clean house, especially on oh, the technical it's all they need to do. You know what's yeah. funny? I read something that I actually agree with. I someone said keep Olegana, clean out everyone below him. Don't uh, fire Carrick, fire uh, Mike Phelan, fire all yeah. these other guys, get experienced coaches in. And I'm like, we, we call that out. I, when Louis van Gaal was coming to my new, I actually thought he was going to bring the guys he played in the Netherlands, like the coaches yeah. he had in the Netherlands. And he's the one who didn't. He's, he, the, the coaches said no. Kloivert said no. And I think that's one of the reasons why my new failed so much is because Though Van Gaal has that clear idea, Van Gaal isn't yeah. a guy who like handles the day-to-day. So you need a second coach who understands how these players are going to play, how they're going to accept these new changes, all that kind of stuff. They never had them. So the, he was yeah. a setup. Player. Agreed. Very much it's agreed. So, it's so and annoying it's... when I see the team and yeah. I'm like, guys, it's not hard to win. <laughs> it's really not hard to win. You just need to, like, you know, play your, play your game right. That's all you need to do. Yeah. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Man, we covered a bevy of topics today. I enjoyed the conversation. Um, it's probably going to be, this is going to be dropping on Monday, the 8th of November. So I hope you guys enjoy that. Um, look out for more content that's coming out this week. Uh, 
We have the Canadian national team that's playing. So you're going to be seeing some content with roster previews and just a little bit talk looking over this next window. But until then, thank you for joining us. We are the Africans, and I'm looking forward to see what you think about the topics we talked about. What do you think about Xavi going back to Barcelona? What do you think the best fit for Jonathan David would be? Even more, what do you think about the Premier League table and who finishes where? Let us know on Twitter or let us know in the comments below, and we are looking forward to interacting and seeing what everybody else thinks. Until then, looking forward to seeing a lot of you a lot this week. Goodbye for now.